The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Yes, that's right. MMA, everybody, on this Friday, June 25th, 2021. And we are on the eve of UFC Vegas 30. Going down tomorrow afternoon, it's going to be capped off by a top five heavyweight matchup between Cyril Gaon and Alexander Volkov inside the UFC Apex. And for those looking for an earlier start time for these fight night events, you're getting it tomorrow. The prelims are going to kick off at 1 p.m. Eastern time, 10 a.m. Pacific time on ESPN+. Plus. That's very exciting. So we welcome you to the live UFC Vegas 30 preview show here on MMAfighting.com. I am Mike Hack. I do not do this alone. We have the Prince of Positivity, Alexander Kaylee, joining us. Greetings, my friend. Greetings. Greetings, my best friend. Greetings, my other best friend, who will, we will reveal soon. Uh, I am very happy to be here. I wish, I wish more sports would... The fans would just chant the sport itself as opposed to a team or a player name. Like, I wish during the playoffs we would just hear, like, basketball. Basketball. Like, basketball. Yeah, like, football teams. Like, I'm, just, I'm, in, I'm enjoying this game so much, and I have no particular – like, I'm from out of town. I have no particular rooting interests. I just, lo- I just love basketball. I'm enchanted. I wish, I wish we had more of that. Well, I appreciate your thoughts on that, AK. And on the ones and twos, we have a, uh, the producer extraordinaire, E. Casey Lydon who has begun this MMA chant and has taken it to the next level. How are you, sir? I'm just here to talk about sports. I love sports. Sports, sports, sports. Sports, sports, sports. That's what we're here for. We love sports. Me and AK, all about the sports. Sports ball. Right in your face. (laughs) Well, let us get into tomorrow, gentlemen. The MMA space. MMA, MMA. And uh, by the way, for those watching live with us right now, Get your questions in the chat. We will get to them in a few moments. But let us discuss this main event, AK, between Cyril Gaon and Alexander Volkov. Because normally, in this heavyweight division, if this was even last year or probably any other year in the history of this division, this would be a massively important fight, a very important main event. But right now, there's a bit of a logjam. The UFC is looking to book France Ngannou's first title defense against Derek Lewis later on this year. There's, of course, the looming John Jones factor. There's Stipe Miacic, who is also in the mix. So it just seems to me, AK, as important as this fight is on paper in terms of the rankings, the sizzle isn't quite on the stake, if you will. Is that how you sort of look at this as well? Timing just kind of sucks, for lack of a better term? Yeah, time is an issue. I, I I hate that I think people saw, you know, Gon's last win over uh, Jarzinho Rosenstruck, a methodical performance, if we want to be uh, nice about it. And, and, and I'm not being snarky here. I, would, like, I do think it was actually like a quality win. I just understand if, if anyone who sort of watched it was maybe, uh, you know, not over the moon with, with, uh, 
with their you know their their projections now for for gone potentially being a heavyweight champion i i it didn't change my opinion of him at all i thought he was dealing with a really dangerous guy and he clearly won the fight which is all that i can ask i think all that we should ask a contender to do would a highlight ko have been nice highly real ko have been nice of course of course that's why we watch watch these heavyweight fights and i'm sure that's what people are hoping for on saturday but again this is two tough guys uh, two very strong technical fighters. You may again see sort of more of a of a, a slow paced kind of feeling out process for the first few rounds before the sparks uh, start to fly if if they do it all. So uh, I, I I don't blame people at all for being a little bit kind of like you know lukewarm on again what is a high very very high level heavyweight fight just not one that's like guaranteed to uh, an all time clap you know. So, it's it's understandable, but I I do think uh, people should tune in. It has it has implications. Yeah, I mean the, the implication, unfortunately, is that they're just defending their spot in the rankings. Like no one can get a title shot off of win, no matter how impressive it is. And that's kind of the unfortunate thing about this fight. And Casey Cyril Gan, clearly the most he's the top prospect in this division right now. He's eight and zero. He's five and zero in the UFC. He's got the knockout win over JDS. He's got two submission wins inside the octagon. He just headlined his first card in February, and as AK sort of alluded to, it wasn't the most fan-friendly main event of all time, but Gon fought an intelligent fight and did what he was supposed to do, and that is win and get your second paycheck. So the UFC is putting him back in this main event spot and against a guy in Alexander Volkov who's coming off back-to-back finishes. Do you feel, kind of watching Cyril Gon make this rise, Casey, that this this fight is the quote-unquote ultimate litmus test for Cyril Gon? Like, if he goes out there and beats Alexander Volkov... That sort of not only wipes out the bad taste some fans had in their mouths from the last fight, but they're just like, damn, like this guy could absolutely be a world champion. Oh, actually, I I, I wasn't even aware there was like a bad taste with Cyril gone in his last fight. I thought his last fight was fine. I mean, um, like AK said, it was a solid victory over, over a very dangerous opponent. Um, uh Maybe I, I don't know. Uh, I don't know why. Um, I, I think it kind of. I don't want to trash this fight because it's obviously between two very, very, very good heavyweights. But timing is everything, and like this, it, it's kind of like this fight. It doesn't. It just doesn't mean much. I think. I like if, if there's a big knockout, a big either way. I think. It just it can be it can be kind of forgotten in their next performance or overshadowed in the next performance. If we get a big, if Volkov wins big, but then he loses big in his next fight, um, then we're kind of back to where we were. I, I feel like this fight it's just kind of a, it's a good fight, but it doesn't yeah like you said it just doesn't mean very much to the heavyweight division. And when we have you know for the main event for a fight night, we kind of expect something to come out of it. You know like oh you know this guy's gonna fight for the title next or he's gonna fight for the number one contender. And we're just not going to get that from this fight, no matter what happens. So, while well, I'm excited to see it, um, just there's no real deeper meaning to the to the to the rankings and to the division, unfortunately. Yeah, at best they're probably fighting for a backup spot for the title fight. Like that's the best at that they best, could probably hope for. Best. <laughs> yeah, <it's> like, yeah. <laughs> see, but 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 for me, I'm like I I don't know. I, and I've said this on on, on uh, other preview shows probably as recently as like two or three weeks ago because I'm sure there was another card where we we're like, oh, okay, main events. Where's the title? You know, meaning. But I I I'll, I mean, I'll just repeat it. I'll be a broken record eventually. That like I I just don't feel like every main event has to have you know, and every big fight has to have. Um, you know, it has to be about, oh, what does this mean for the division and what does this mean for the title? Can we not just enjoy two large, well-trained martial arts gentlemen, uh, you know, getting getting into a fight? That's that I, I Anytime we have, I think, an event like this, and again, maybe I'm talking myself into it as I, I tend to do. Uh, I just try to get to the core, the core of why we do this, guys. You know, we like what we want to see two guys thrown in there and 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 see who wins, right? If I saw the, if you showed me a picture of Silogan and showed me a picture of Alexander Volkov and said, "Do you want to see these two guys fight and figure out who would win?" I'd be like, "Hells yeah! Look at these guys; they're huge. Put them in there." So, so on the most basic level, I'm not doing. Sorry, UFC, I'm not doing a very good job of selling this card for you. On the most basic level, uh, I am interested in, in, in seeing this fight, and, I, and I'm really. <laughs> you are stretching I'm not, this. I'm, I'm, like, I'm not getting this is added. a great I'm not fight getting, because dude, on the basic level, it's just because it's two because it's two people, <laughs> two people and there's a cage around them. I'm not getting added to the UFC marketing team anytime soon. This is not uh, okay, but 
but my point is, I mean, it's not just any two people. Obviously, it's two. We it's two guys that we know are really good, really good heavyweights, and uh, and you know, and I'd like to see them. I would have liked to see them fight someday anyway. So whether it's for a title, whether it's for number one contenders, that shouldn't matter as much to me. To me anyway, I I just want to see these two guys fight. So that's that's that part of it's exciting to me. Um, but again, I understand obviously that, that why we you know we look for st- more substantial storylines well, I, I understand that stakes matter high fights of high stakes matter i mean that's why we like playoff basketball rather than just regular season basketball you know stakes matter and um there's just no high stakes in this fight other than you know the the you know just <laughs> then the personal damage that they're going to get from getting beaten up <laughs> but outside of that but we just we just literally had a similar scenario last week with korean zombie and dan Ige. that's just like None of those guys are getting a title shot. It just Maybe wasn't that's what I said. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah, what I it just said. wasn't going to happen. But I mean, again, we're just like, wow, Danny Egan and Korean Zombie are fighting. Yes, yeah, sign me up for that. I don't know if I get the same feeling from this fight as we did last week. I like the fight. I'm not trashing the fight. It's just weird that you get two top five heavyweights fighting each other. And for like, you know, a very rare time in the history of the UFC's heavyweight division, it doesn't mean anything in the grand scheme of things. They're just fighting for their same spot. Like, no one's dropping out of the top five with a loss, more than likely, unless someone gets starched in 30 seconds. Like, it's just going to be a fight, and someone's going to get paid more money than the guy he beats, which is, you know, it's still a fun fight. It's just weird. Maybe something happens. So, again, they're fighting for potentially who could be the backup. But according... To our uh, our good friends at DK Nation, Casey Lydon, right now they have Cyril Gunn as the minus one fifty five favorite, and the comeback on the underdog Alexander Volkov is at plus one twenty five. So, are you j- judging by the look in your face? I, I'm going to say that your answer is yes. But are you surprised by this? You get the eight no fighter being favored over a very big and dangerous guy with more than five times his professional MMA experience. Um, yeah, I was. I am surprised by that. Um... Uh, I'm picking Volkov in this fight. Uh, he's just he's just shown more, mainly because he's had we've had more opportunities to see him fight. Um, but um, like, Gone is just kind of he's Gone clearly is a top prospect in the sport, even though Volkov and Gone are, are essentially the same age. But fight experience that's why we're kind of still calling Gone a uh, <clears throat> a prospect. But um, yeah, I'm surprised. I'm surprised that um, Volkov is underdog. Um, I, I was actually I thought he was a uh, I don't know what why why are we kind of why are why are we down on Volkov a little bit? Is it is it just off the Derek Lewis, Curtis Blades loss? I guess. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's it, it's the mystique of being unbeaten. I think the mystique of being unbeaten takes you a long way. I mean, we I mean we know this. We know this in the odds. Look at look at yeah. uh, if you want an example, look at uh, Bellator. Uh, some of the Bellator odds when they're pushing when they're pushing some of those guys coming up like four and zero, five and zero, six and zero. Those guys. Uh, depending who they are, get odds that are like like minus six hundred, minus eight hundred, and it's like we don't know. And often people don't know much about them or their opponents. It's just like, oh, this guy's this guy's seven and zero, and he's a former you know division one uh, wrestling champion. This guy's uh, you know eighteen, eighteen, and and uh, twelve. Uh, so it's like logically, you're like, well, shouldn't the guy with more experience have a better chance? But Again, that, that zero having that zero next to your name goes a long way. I am not surprised though that gone is. Well, favorite. I get gone too. I mean, gone, I mean, if you do just judging by the you know, who looks better coming off the bus, you know, real gone. Jeez, like that guy, that guy's a beast. Um, but uh, surprised, but um, not surprised, but not surprised. How about that? Volkov's like quietly scary though. Volkov is like, oh my god, he's he's, he's so big. Yeah, yeah, like, he's just so tall, right? And uh, but yeah, but I, but the thing with I, I I'm a believer that gone is. I would be I would be shocked if he never competes for a UFC heavyweight title. Again, we've seen Stranger Things. We've we've seen dozens of fighters come down the pipe where we're like, oh, this guy is definitely gonna you know compete for or be a world champion someday, and then they never even get a, a title shot. But but if I were if I were to bet, I mean, I, I'm all in on Gone. I'm, I'm not surprised he's favored. I just think he's such a, a prodigy. If you can be a prodigy for a 31 year old prodigy, but um, there, there's I remember because I just I remember seeing him uh, when he was like two and zero, three and zero. Four no, you know, a lot of his fights are on Fight Pass, so it's, it, we're lucky we can kind of we've kind of been able to watch him develop. And even in those early fights, just the way he moves is just so spectacular. Uh, so, so he's got the athleticism, he's got this the instinct. And again, for me, I really like you said, Casey. I actually thought the Rosenstreak fight was encouraging because yeah. it showed this other side of him, a maturity that most eight no fighters or seven no, uh, which he was at the time. They don't have that, so I'm actually I'm, I will get to picks in a second. But I I under, I totally uh, understand why he's he's favored. And uh, again, I tell tell people to bet on MMA, but I don't think it's a terrible bet. Okay, well, make your pick. 
We already you laid out the groundwork. Let's uh let's spread it out. Let's 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 see this plant grow, AK. Where am I going? Okay, I'm gonna go. Well, obviously I'm going gone. I mean, that, that's no secret. I'm going gone. Can he finish Alexander Volkov? Uh, I need to look. Let me see. Volkov has four losses by finish. One in the UFC, but that was like one of those weirdo Derek Lewis losses. So you almost you almost kind of can't count those. They're just they're just so they're impossible to uh, to replicate. I'll go gone. It's such a it's such a safe thing to say. Gone by decision. <laughs> I think there is a ridiculous amount of value on Alexander Volkov in an underdog spot. This is a guy who has certainly gone on a very effective strength and conditioning program. Like he's still very big, but now he's put on like 15 to 20 pounds or more of extra size. And at first, like when he stepped on the scale to fight Walt Harris and he weighed in at 265, I thought it was red flag, but man, he has proven me wrong. I think Gon has a very high ceiling in the sport. A loss definitely isn't as devastating to him in the grand scheme of things as it would be for Alexander Volkov. I think for Volkov, it's kind of like you got to keep winning if you want to get a title shot. And if he if he suffers a setback, he may he may not ever get there. I feel like if Gon loses, he could still get back. I think. Volkov's distance management, his power, the effectiveness with his kicks, especially when he goes to the body and starts scoring to the body and the legs, that could pay dividends. So the experience also is something that has my attention. So yeah, I'm 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 going with Volkov here to pull off the slight upset. I think the body work will add up in the first few rounds. I think he could get a finish in this fight. I think Gon's going to get a. This is going to be one of those fights where we're like, if you go through the the history of Cyril Gon. This is kind of like Miguel Baez, like Miguel Baez of fighting Santiago Ponzinibbio in my eyes. Like it's he's going to look good. Gon's going to have his moments. His stock may still rise coming out of this, but it's going to be one of those fights where we're going to be like, okay, where does he go from here? Like is this is this a loss that he learns from and grows from, or is this like kind of a, a downfall? And I feel like it's going to be the former. I feel like Gon will bounce back and, and and come back better and stronger from this. But I feel like this is just. This is a tough. This is a tough one, man. This is a tough one. If there was a title fight on the line, maybe I'd look a little different. But you know, I, I just, I don't know. Volkov just seems like a safe pick in my eyes. I, I feel like he's going to have a, a big, a big day tomorrow. So I'm going with Volkov to finish. <clears throat> uh, I'm picking. Vol- yeah, I'm going. I'm going to go with Volkov. Um, mostly because I just kind of, we kind of know who Volkov is. And we, and I feel like he's getting better. I feel like he, he's learned from he's he's gained from he's gained ex, he's a better fighter since the Curtis Blades loss, um, the Derek Lewis one. That was a uh, yeah, you know, hey, those things happen. It's Derek Lewis fight, <laughs> um, and uh, I I thought I thought Volkov has been a top five heavyweight, and on the right day, he can be the best heavyweight in the world. Um, well, Francis Ngannou still Francis Ngannou, but uh, well, on the best day he can be the second best heavyweight in the world. How about that? Um, <laughs> <clears throat> but uh, yeah, um, unless Srilgan's, uh takedown and grappling uh, top control game uh, is going to be is, is if he's going to show me something I've never seen before, maybe he, that's his path to victory over Volkov. But I think if it's a strictly a stand up fight in the small, even in the small apex cage. Uh, Volkov should take this, but if Gon can can put a Curtis Blade type of um, uh, game plan against Volkov um, with you know Gon's dangerous stand up, um, there is a path to victory for Gon clearly. Um, but it'll be the fun part will be hopefully as as um, spectators we'll, we'll get to kind of see a part of Shiro Gon that we haven't seen before, and uh, that could be exciting. And um, but right now from everything I've seen. Uh, of their past fights, um, I, I yeah, I'm pretty confident Volkov should take this take win a win a solid decision. Curtis Blades for that, I mean, for the Volkov against Curtis Blades, weight hit the scale. It's at 247 pounds for that fight. He had a cut to make 265 for this one, so he's obviously took a Huge. lot away from that fight. He's Huge. a massive dude. Yeah, <laughs> gigantic. Gigantic. So interesting main event. I wish the stakes were a little higher. Any different time, this would be a much bigger fight. It's yeah. not their fault, obviously. It's just no. this just is a, a weird perfect. Time. Uh, listen, this is a perfect 
uh, t- what's it going to be? I guess when they call it 7 p.m. No, 6, 6.30 p.m. on a Saturday uh, Eastern time main event. All right. Yes. Get your burgers and dogs ready. Cook them out on the grill yes. and get ready to watch some heavyweight MMA. And you're going to see more of it because the co-main event, Oven St. Pru going back up to heavyweight to face Tanner Bozer. Very interesting fight. Bozer, as we initially reported, signed a new deal with the UFC. So that should be fun. If uh, you want to get OSP's thoughts on how that came together, you can go back into the archives on YouTube. Check out that interview. It was a lot of fun. Uh, Hione Barcelos is back against Timar Valiev. By the way, I love how Dana White does the if you don't know, now you know things. And he mentioned this fight like we didn't know this was happening. We basically <laughs> said like this fight should be the co-main event or on the main card. Everyone screamed and hollered at the UFC. And finally it happened. And now this is a, a don't know, now you know. Everybody knows about this fight. So let's put that out there. Uh, we got higher, uh, what else we got? Andre Feely, Daniel Pineda is a good one. That's uh, that's Tim Means is back against Nicholas Dalby. Yeah. And then Hinato Moicano versus Jai Herbert. 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 Hey, Bear. Herbert. Herbert. That's where we're going. Herbert. Herbert. Just, I think it's just Herbert. Yeah, yeah. Herbert. Yeah, it's the NFL key a bear that's yeah. in my mind right now. I'm feeling like George Costanza, but main card kicks off at four Eastern. Some fun prelims as well. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. Don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. And new customers to DraftKings can bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Katie Hyden, let me ask you this. Who Who do you think is the biggest favorite on the card? Oh, biggest favorite in the card. Uh, oh, I know this. Go ahead, Casey. You go. I know it. Oh, it has to be. Biggest favorite in the card. Actually, ooh, man. I don't. I have not looked, by the way. Uh, I have not I, looked. Actually, oh, I don't. I don't know, honestly. Uh, I. Oh, oh, maybe Morcano. AK, what is your guess? It has got to be Rachmanov. Has to be right. Shavkat Rachmanov. Oh yeah, yeah, has to be. Is the did second, the second biggest favorite on the card. That was good. That Come was good, on, that was good. <laughs> got, minus, him. got him. Minus three oh five. Minus three oh five. There is a bigger favorite on this card. Julia Avila. That would have. Ah, that was my second guess. That was my second guess. Minus three forty five. The comeback on Julia Stolyarenko is plus two sixty. 
I'm a big uh, Raging Panda fan, and I think I think that I think that's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> but uh, Moicano is a big favorite, though. Minus two fifty. Okay. Against uh, Herbert, plus one ninety five. Barcelos minus two thirty. Uh, so there you go. Minus two thirty. Wow, that's surprising. Yep. I thought that'd be. Uh, yep. Take him. So that's a good one. Uh, did AK, you see? Which, did, you see you, did you see Rachmanov and Prezeris at the uh, at the faceoffs? <laughs> No, Holy, we, we know Prezeri obviously is a small welter. That's not a secret. He's 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 kind of that unfortunate. He's a wide mid, you just look at him, right? He's the, he's, he's so wide. He's a fire hydrant. Well, because right? he's a lightweight, right? Yeah. Him, yeah, and he was trying to make lightweight for so long, and it's like he's not guys who I go like, oh, if he fixed his diet and you know he he could have made him like. I think just genetically, it it, it was always going to be a struggle. For him to make, he he is like the definition. Like Kevin Lee always says, "Oh, I'm the definition of 165." I think Michelle Prezeris is the definition of 165 because he's just there's nothing he can do other than maybe like bulking down and losing muscle, which is fine. If, you know that that might be uh, an option too, but that's that's not how, who he is. He's a really super muscular guy, uh, and uh, yeah, it, it was ridiculous. He must be what's like I swear he looked eight inches shorter than uh, than Rachmanov. So. I'm amazed that's not the well, you know, maybe after people see the uh, the face-offs that there's a lot of money's gonna come in on Rachmanov. Did Rachmanov just the did, physical did he, mismatch crazy? Did he travel with his um wolf head? Yep. He did, he did. Uh, and he had, he had the the flag of, of Kazakhstan as well, uh, tra- draped over him. It was quite a look. He, I wonder if he checks that in or he does he put that as a carry-on, does he put it overhead? I'm, I'm just wondering how that works. <laughs> I, these are things is I, it like care a pet? About. I I don't I don't care does about. He have to, does he have to put it? Does he just put in the dog? The dog cage is like an animal. Is it like <laughs> yeah, you know, like, you know, treat it like a pet? I don't, I don't, I don't care about game plans or their, how their training went. It's like, how, how, how does your carry on baggage work? <laughs> I <was> like, <laughs> how do you get this through customs? Yes. Um, yeah, it was. Uh, but yeah, like no. the face, the face off was like, and this is for like the older, like old school wrestling fans. It was like the '93 Royal Rumble where, like, where Giant Gonzalez made his debut and he got face to face with the Undertaker. Like, that's what the stare down looks like because Giant Gonzalez was, was like was so eight crazy. inches taller. It was just crazy. You're like, what, wow, these there's like two completely different like human like layouts. It's just insane. And both <laughs> what are they listed? <laughs> human layouts like that. <laughs> this is this is UFC. This is UFC one stuff. That's why I'm so excited about this matchup. Um, Prezeris, yeah, well, we weren't kidding. Prezeris is listed at five foot six. Rockman have six foot one. So we weren't joking. There's almost it's a, it's seven inches of height. It's insane. That's not he's that's not normal short, at welterweight. He's got to be the shortest welterweight, right? In the oh, UFC. I I think by far, yeah, at least by at least like two inches. Okay. Ak, what's your pick for fight of the night? Looking at it on paper, what's the one you're oh. like? Oh, this has got to be ridiculous. Well, I think this will be a little more competitive than than the betters think. I like Julia on Julia. I think uh, I, I I loved it when it was booked. I loved it when it was supposed to happen. And unfortunately, Stolyarenko had that scare uh, on the scale. I don't know if people have forgotten about that already, but she did faint the first time around. Mm-hmm. And I do kind of believe her. You know, I know she said afterwards, like, it wasn't as serious as people thought. Uh, and, and kind of what a lot of other kind of some other coaches chimed in and said, like, if people knew how these fighters kind of looked and the conditions they're in when they're not in front of the camera for that whatever, you know, uh, minute that they have to weigh in, they would be shocked. Like you, <laughs> you probably have a lot more fights getting canceled. I think so. It was a, a rough moment for her. Uh, hopefully, and again, it is nothing serious, and um, you know, it's not a problem in the future, and it's just a one-time thing. But yeah, that's a fight I was looking forward to. I think it could be a great scrap. I think Stolyarenko. I'm not saying she's like a champion or anything. I just think she's a lot tougher than people give her credit for. Um, cer- certainly, could Avila put her away early and and prove all the uh, betters correct, uh, the oddsmakers correct? Excuse me. Definitely, that, that's 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 something that can happen. But I think it's gonna be a good, a good, really good three round fight. I'm not know fight of the night, but a really good three round preliminary bout. Casey, what do you think? What's your what's the one you got circled? Yeah, if that Julia on Ju, Ju, is it Julia? Is it Julia? How do you say Stolarenko's? Is it Julia? Yeah, Julia. Yeah, Julia. No, Ju- yeah, it's just Julia. Oh, it's Julia. Okay, just some extra letters in there. Uh, yeah. Julia and Julia violence. Yeah. I'm, I'm hoping. I'm hoping. Actually, I hope that's gonna be fight at night. I'm, I'll be. I'll be really excited if it is. But um, I predict either most likely it's gonna be Feely Pineda or um, the amazing bantamweight fight uh, between uh, Timor and how do you say his first name? Roni. Hyoni. 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 Yep. Hyoni. Hyoni and Timor. Um, uh, most likely that'll be fight at night. Hoping, hoping that'll be fight at night. Hope, hope, I'm hoping that's gonna be a really good grapple fest too. Um, but, gra- yeah, but grapple fest don't win fight at nights very often in UFC. But cross my fingers. 
Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of like if you really look at this card, there's a lot of fights that could be fight of the night. There's a lot of like really interesting matches. Like Barcelos Valley is, is interesting. Feely Pineda is a good one. Means and Dalby's fun. Uh, yeah. Even Moicano and, and Herbert in a in a crazy way is I, fun. I I actually like this card. I liked it from top to bottom. It just it just doesn't have the significance and like a big like like we said the big main event. It's just kind of the timing isn't bad for this main event, but the fights themselves. There's no real, there's no real like it doesn't really build. I feel like just the whole card is kind of solid. There's no, you know, that's why I kind of feel. Yeah, no, I yeah. know what you mean. Like, oh, it feels like it feels like a, I'm looking at just the card, even the main card. You probably could have put almost any of these fights as the co-main events, and it would have been like okay, yeah. Oh, and then you could have like Bozer OSP could be the co-main event. It could be the opener. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't be like surprised either way. I'd be like, yeah, good opener, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, good, good coming event rel- relative to the other fights on this card. So, uh, yeah, there is a certain, there is a certain flatness to it. It's not like, in it's not, like, it's not like, je- yeah, in a, in a, in a pot, sure, sure. Yeah, there's a, you, there, you know, there's a consistency to it. Yeah. you know what I mean. There's a, there's a, it's like a, you know, it's a, it's a solid pie. It's a solid looking pie. You know, there's not a lot of pizzazz to it, but it's got a good consistency. You, you, t- you have a piece, and you're like, yes. Yes, I like this. I like the crowd crumbles. What are, what's happening? What are we, what's going on right now? UFC Vegas 30. It's what's happening? UFC Vegas 30. It's a oh, solid pie. That's a solid pie. Uh, I'm gonna dig. I'm gonna dig deep here. Uh, Charles Rosa versus Justin James should be really interesting for a number of reasons. One, because both guys need a win big time. I think this is a oh, yeah. loser leaves town match for sure. Uh, plus, Justin James is apparently putting his fight purse on himself, which is pretty interesting. Uh, and I, I'm excited for the uh, the UFC debut of Jeremiah Wells. I believe this is uh, this is something that should have happened a while ago. He's going to fight Worley Alves, which is definitely not a That's an easy fight that. by any means. But I get a feeling those two guys are just going to slang them things, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Who's so Jeremiah that's going to be my low key. What we can't tell us about him. I don't, I don't know anything about him. Uh, former fought a lot in New England. Uh, okay. Former CES champion, uh, CFFC. I believe those are the only two promotions that he actually fought in, or CFFC and I CES. Think so. As a, as a champions pro, in yeah. both. Uh, his one loss in the last, I don't know, four years. Uh, he lost the CES title to Venetius de Jesus, who went on to uh, a Bellator contract. So is there he you go. fighting? Is he fighting tonight, or is that another de Jesus? Uh, I think that's John DeJesus that's fighting today. Oh, John, John's okay. the guy who just fought Aaron Pico in his last fight. And, uh, uh, okay, okay. Or two uh, fights. Yeah, Wells. Yeah, Wells. Wells, not a bad replacement for uh, Ramazan Ami. I'm sure a lot of people, I know a lot of people want to see the return of Ami, but um, this is, yeah. I, yeah, Jeremiah Wells for sure. Uh, I, I, I think so. I, so his most recent fights probably are on uh, Fight Pass, right? Yep, CFFC. CFFC. Yeah, probably all of them actually, because CS is also right. on Fight Pass. Right, right, right. Okay, so there you go. People, if you want to get, you want to, uh, you know, cram on your Jeremiah Wells knowledge, uh, he just took this fight less less than a week's notice uh, against a veteran welterweight. So, but hey, why not? No time like the present, right? There you go. Worley Alves wanted Nate Diaz and he gets a newcomer instead. So I'm sure he got exactly what he, what he had hoped for. Let's go to the peeps. Let's go to the peeps. Okay, one we oh, have. Sorry, got a, just got a, got to block. Oh, I got it. I got rid of. I got, got rid of. Yeah, I got, got rid that. of. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Sorry. I hid them. I hid, I hid them. I don't know if that keeps them. Oh, I don't know if that blocks them. If you have blocking power, please block them. Mike. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. Well, at least you're them. now. All right. Anyway. All right. Sorry about that. Don't worry about. Don't worry about that. Uh, to the peeps. Hold on. To, to the, the peeps. peeps. Do, 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 do. All right. What we got? What we got first? What we got first? Um, oops. I don't, I don't know if I saw a lot of questions. Uh, I was kind of looking at the chat. I got some, don't worry. What do we got? I'm sure people on the West Coast will love tomorrow's card, especially media members and podcasters. First fight is at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Coverage should be over by dinner. Yes, I am loving that. And then you have time to watch BKFC if you want as well. Yeah. I'm Because tonight's going to be a long one. Tonight's going to be a long one. We got Bellator, oh, yeah. which will end whatever, at a decent whatever do you time. Mean? And PFL, PFL's going until like 4 a.m. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. That, that, P, that PFL 6 card is just going to fly by. Let me tell you something. <laughs> four hours. Four hours of prelims. And I get it. I, I, I know people are going to say, oh, UFC has like pretty long prelims. Sure, sure. That's the UFC. And I'm not saying UFC is inherently better than every other league. But you probably know a few more of the fighters on a UFC card 
than you do on I, literally any other promotion. I'm not singling out PFL. So when you're when you're you know a slightly smaller promotion and you're having a four hour preliminary card, good more power to you. That's a, that's amazing. And then the main car uh, the main card doesn't start till ten ten Eastern time. Uh, so uh, Kayla Harrison will be rolling around onto people's television sets around again. I think like like Clarissa Shields fight, uh, around like oh god no no. There's only four main card fights. They can't they can't do that. They can't stretch exactly. it out like that. Bellator's main event, there'll be a new interim champion crowned. The scrums will be over well before Kayla Harrison makes the walk. Well before. That's my guess. Kayla Harrison, breakout fighter of the year. Yeah, no, yeah, I think he went, yeah, I, I, (laughs) PFL, because they have a lot of, I mean, look, they're very, uh, they have a very polished television product, which can lead to some filler. Uh, if there's a quick finish, uh, I don't know if you guys watch the weigh-ins uh, or have watched any of the recent weigh-ins. They don't blow through the ceremonial weigh-ins like a UFC show. It's, they don't just go like boom, boom, boom. They go, they do two weigh-ins, and then they do a, they do like a little profile on the fighters, which is good. Again, we always say they should give more information on these people, but it's so like their weigh-ins. I think took almost an hour. Their ceremonial weigh-ins really? took almost an hour. I'm not joking. I. I <laughs> I was like, oh, I love, you know, I love guys. I love Wayans. And I'm like, oh, I haven't, I don't think I, I don't think I watched the last couple. So I was like, oh, I'm going to sit down and watch this one. And I was like, wow, this is taking a long time. <laughs> I really so, wish, uh, I wish these events were ESPS, ESPN plus exclusives. Cause then like you, you don't need the filler. Like you could still sprinkle yes. in a commercial or two, but we don't need sure, filler. Sure. We, we're not on any kind of time, you know, restraint or time fill. We don't need to be in at a certain time and out by in a certain time. You just go boom, 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 boom. Like take the cage, like whatever cage warriors is doing, do that. They're on their second card in two days. And it seems like, yeah. like one mega card. Cause it just That's goes cool. by so yeah. fast. It's just way more enjoyable that way. Casey, I see, I see a, com- I see a comment. Someone, there's someone named Klaus saying no one wants to see sports science on the screen uh, in regard. How dare you? <laughs> How Dude. dare you, sir? <laughs> I'm, all, I'm all about I, – I love competition in MMA. I think mm-hmm. competition just makes the sport so, – between promotions just makes the sport better for fighters, for fans. And I want to support PFL so much, but God, there's just too much stuff on the screen. No. There's, no. there's Listen, just, I'm a, there's, I'm oh. a man – I am a man of science. You guys know this about me. I yes, my passion is, of course, writing about MMA and talking about MMA. But at heart, I am a man of science. And when I see stuff like their, you know, uh, BMI and like how much PSI there was on the on that squeeze, <laughs> and uh, and then of course the, the the I mean the the maximum punching speed. I mean that's like we've been asked talking about how do you fix judging here's how you fix judging you go to the end you see who punched who had the fastest punch in the fight clearly that guy won what's what needs to be disputed here what are we what are we doing i like i like so some I guys love- getting, his, getting his butt kicked on the ground like yeah look at that he's taking those strikes at a solid 8.2 miles an hour how's he how's he doing this i will say i don't know it's just in all seriousness the the uh the, what's the stat they have? What's their proprietary they stat that's like judge? Far F, sorry, I mean far FRM. Uh, it's like complete. Uh, oh my gosh, fighter! It's like they have a stat at the end that is meant to be a calculation of everything that happened in the round. It's not like it's not. I'm not. I'm not it's not horrible, but there are some moments where it's like it's weirdly off. I think if there's a finish, it kind of throws it off. Uh, or it's weird. It doesn't know how to calculate certain things. So th- there was some screw. I know there's been some screwy looking. I mean, um, like people who have, they've been caught like in triangles for like four minutes of a round, and then still okay. by by the F F stat, they're like they're I should look, I should look this up. Uh, you know, but one thing I do like about PFL uh, a lot is yeah, um, yeah, the, that's the ring announcer. The ring announcer. Who's the 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 lady? The ring announcer. Lillian Garcia. Oh, Lillian Garcia. She's I love wonderful. Garcia. She's great. Sorry, I just. She doesn't get she doesn't get enough shine out there in the MMA world. I feel I feel like um good pickup by um uh, uh PFL Lillian Garcia. Yeah, she 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 brings a certain quality to it for sure. Yeah, no, definitely a fan. But thank you, Claude. Thank you, Claude, for the comment. <laughs> what else? What else we got? I believe, by the way, Sean. I believe Sean Grandy will be doing the play by play tonight for Bellator. 
another another oh. welcome welcome oh, boys. yeah because uh i think uh morrow's morrow's doing, doing the boxing. boxing yeah he's doing boxing Javante uh, Davis, I, think, I think it's this weekend of course youtube sean grandy the longtime radio voice of the boston celtics yeah i just had to mention it uh of course. youtube cop on one of the guys on youtube the kid from hex says he's called it the algorithm fighter social credit score <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Yeah, I think that's what it is. I think that's what it's called. Yeah, I, I, I was trying know. to look it up. Yeah, I think that's right. That's right. All right. Um, <laughs> All right what else we got? UFC related. This guy. Can you block this guy? I don't know who this is. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> one half, he's one half of the BTL tag team champions. He is. He is. All right. All right. Respect. Respect. Oh, my gosh. This guy again. <laughs> That is a question. Y'all didn't ask for my opinion. No, we didn't. That's today's your answer. Uh, hold on a second. Uh, um, let's just talk real quick, real quick, real quick. Just, just get it out of the way. I think Madofsky wins. I like I'm going question. Johnson. Hold on. It's not a question mark. It's a question with an exclamation point. Exclamation like point. Uh, Who is Johnson versus Madofsky? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going Madofsky. I, I'm going Madofsky. Oh, but unless I'm, unless Tim Johnson fights in jeans, if he fights in jeans, then I'm going Johnson. <laughs> yeah, if this is a if this is a Texas street fight. Johnson wins all yeah, day. Yeah. But if this is a mixed martial arts competition, Madofsky wins. Unfortunately, uh, no, no, no. <laughs> sorry, this guy Jed was just spamming. Our- <laughs> He's not wrong. He's not wrong. We should be we should be talking better more. Here we go. One more. We just did. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Shouldn't Feely be able to get back on track versus a losing record UFC fighter in Pineda, who is now 35, just getting knocked up by Cub? Okay, so this this is an interesting take because Daniel Pineda looked tremendous against Herbert Burns. And let us not forget, for the first four minutes of that Cub-Swanson fight, Pineda looked pretty damn good Very he was lighting up cubs leg he yes. was winning that round until he got dropped at the end of the first so it wasn't like cubs just went out there and annihilated him start to finish this was a pineda pineda's winning that first round he was cruising to a win in that first round and then cub just is that used that grit and veteranship dropped him and then finished him in the second round so pineda is a legit guy this is a really good fight this is a really good fight right they have um let me look at the odds real quick. Pine- uh, yeah. Feely won- is a minus 230 favorite against Pineda at plus 180. That sounds about That's right. A be- that sounds right. And yeah, but, I didn't, but, I didn't no, think no, it would but, be that but, big. That sounds but. about right. I'm picking Feely, but Pineda has just got power. And the way uh, they're both their fighting styles, I could definitely see seeing Feely get caught with, uh, with a giant haymaker from Pineda, too. So, um, yeah. And I'm picking Feely. P- Pineda's gas tank is going to be the biggest thing because that was like a big part of that cub fight too is he just he lost wind i don't did he miss weight for that fight i don't know if he missed weight maybe am i am i speaking out of turn but it was i think it was a pretty tough weight cut for him so and plus they're they're saying burns missed weight it was burns burns missed weight that's what it was excuse me my my apologies for that uh yeah so but pineda's cardio was certainly an issue in that cub swanson fight down the stretch not saying that the you know cub wasn't going to beat him anyways because cub just just looked great in that fight. He just seemed on once he got past that line of let's go. He he went and that was it. Plus it'll be interesting to see Pineda and uh, Ike Villanueva. Pineda coaches Ike Villanueva. So if I can go out there and get a win, how much will that help Pineda? Vice versa. What if Ike loses? Will that affect him? Who knows? I don't even know if he's going to be cornering Ike or not. That's an interesting thing to, to wonder about as well. So uh, Feely should be able to get back on tracks. It's the betting odds. Or at minus two thirty, but it's a good gritty fight, man. I like it. Yeah, I like it. Pineda's a lot too. just so dangerous. Yeah, and, and, you can't count him out. Yeah, and Pineda's he's. I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say Pineda's a top ten featherweight or he ever will be, but he's definitely a kill or be kill type fighter. And unfortunately, when he fights the higher level guys, is usually the killed part. But um, uh, but yeah, great, great fight. Pineda's Pineda's uh, a type of fighter that should be on any roster, any big name promotion. Has uh, just an, a good action fight, middle of the card, and this is exactly where the UFC has them. So uh, excited for this fight! It's this is a great fight night card, and it should be, and it should be good. It should be a good good fight for Feely if Feely, you know, people still believe in Feely to to potentially be you know a top featherweight. He's always kind of right there, then he loses that fight, but. You know, we'll see. 
Yeah, good fight. Like it. What else we got? Oh man! Oh, oh yeah. I'm uh, sorry. Just lots, lots of. Man, yeah, lots of, yeah. Lots of people are excited about that fight. <laughs> the people always yeah, the are. Be yeah, he's, he's one of those. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean it's a good fight, mm-hmm. and it was what? It's only been on the card what two weeks? It's only like one of the last fights added, right? I gotta go. I gotta go. Means Dolby. I'm so excited for Means Dolby. <laughs> I think that's one I want to see for a while. I'm a big Dolby fan. I'm a big. I'm a big Dolby yeah. fan. I like him. I think uh, that's gonna be really good. You just want Tim Means to win so you can go on on to the next one and say lobby for Robbie again. <laughs> I'm not done lobbying for Robbie. Not even close <laughs> to being done. Feely almost beat Mitchell. Bryce Mitchell. Well, it, Bryce it, Mitchell. it was close. To uh, it. Uh, I don't think it was that he close. Got, he, got out, he got out grappled for the most part, right? It was all like kind of a, I can't, I can't remember everything. I think he's talking about maybe the Sodiq Yusuf fight. That was, that, that one was pretty close. Yes. Andre Feely's the lead singer for his band, Born Breach. Check him out. I will I have to do that. Look at, look at Dr. Alan Grant. I like it. Nothing but gems <laughs> he's so from, from Dr. Alan he's Grant. He's so... He's so hip. Like, He's asking so about it. dinosaur cloning or asking about underground punk rock <laughs> bands from Sacramento. He knows everything. This guy knows everything. I'm definitely going to check that out. Uh, what else we got? Uh, la, 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 la. Um, let's see. Oh. Well, thanks, Serge. <laughs> oh, thank you, Serge Kratos. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's mostly just people talking about Jed. <laughs> that's that can't, that can't be true that can't be true um uh, that's all right that's how about our, our boy our boy joseph boza i think has some do you, why don't you why don't you grab a joseph boza if you can see see that casey got a couple of got a couple of questions where i don't see him oh one of them one of them we've kind of already answered um i'll i'll read it out i'll read it out you'll, you'll yeah, sure you'll find it, it. We, yeah, we hate to talk about this, but is, is, is Yancey Medeiros fighting for his UFC job? Six and seven, one no contest, three fight losing streak. Hasn't looked good recently. Do we want the boring answer? Yeah, go, Mike. I'll give you, I'll give you the boring answer. The answer is absolutely hit us, hit yes, because it's the last fight on his contract. So, yes, oh. fact, he is fighting for his job. So, literally. <laughs> literally fighting for his, for his job. I think I guess I guess what what uh, the, so the question is more does he have a ch- what are his chances of getting resigned should he not win this fight and and I mean I think I guess the, if the, you can go the boring answer again and it's more like how much is he willing to fight for uh, if he loses that's actually really that's really the uh, that's really the question the UFC will bring, if you tell the UFC I'm going to say I'll, I'll fight you know I'll sign a new contract for half my pay of the last contract I'm sure they'd be like come on down <laughs> yeah. You're welcome. The cage door is open for you. Um, so I don't know. I don't think Yancey would do that. But I, I am confident I enough to say that if Yancey Medeiros wins this fight tomorrow, he will be back in the UFC because Yancey Medeiros yeah. doesn't go out yeah, there and yeah. eke out decisions. He doesn't go out there and eke out decisions. He wins spectacularly when he wins. So yeah. yes, if he wins, we'll see him again. If he doesn't, we probably won't see him again. I'm a giant Yancey fan. Um as a fan, I hope he wins. Uh, but uh, yeah, but this this is probably uh, if he doesn't if if he doesn't win, he'll probably be done with the UFC. But if, if he does win, he's a free agent. I'm just saying, Bellator does actually have fights in Hawaii, and now that it seems like this pandemic thing is heading toward an end, UFC I mean Bellator does go to Hawaii at least once a year. And you know, I'm just saying, you know, Yancey being the yeah. Hawaiian fighter. There, 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 uh, there could be a chance Bellator just might give Yancey a better oh, yeah. offer. I'm just, but uh, definitely, yeah. So uh, even like what, Hawaii or not, like why not? I mean, he's an oh, exciting guy. I love, yeah, you know, it's always it's a name you can use to either you know just propel your division just overall with you know just the experience factor, or you can use that name to build up other talent. So. I mean, Yancey Medeiros versus a lot of those guys is a lot of fun at 170. Belichick's got a pretty fun welterweight division, so. Yes, it does. Uh, ooh, got some, Anything else? We've got some questions coming in. Hold on. Uh, all right, I'll take, we'll take two more. All right, all right. Uh, okay, big question. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Are we indulging this guy? Yeah, I think we should. I think we should. I'll tell you the this is breakout. This is a big topic. The, the breakout fight of the year is uh, is BTL's Fernanda Prachis. I'll tell you, she's she's come out. She's come out winging. She's the one to watch. If she makes one more appearance before the end of the year, I mean, it could just be it could just be BTL fighter of the year. Period. So 
I mean, there's my answer. All right. <laughs> Is it the right move to rebook Lee versus Brady? Was it rebooked? Well, if they do, I mean, if it's up to Brady, I mean, I talked to Sean yesterday. That's how I kind of found out about this whole thing. So the plan, Sean, if it's up to Sean, he's rebooking this fight. But if they can't rebook it, he wants another top 15 guy. When this fight was originally being discussed, August 7th was the initial date that was thrown out there. Like when it was first offered, it was August 7th. Then it became July 10th, put it on the pay for you. Kevin Lee wanted to fight earlier, wanted to fight on the Connor card. Get it. That's a big addition to that card. Interesting fight. So I know there's reports out there that they could try to do August 7th. From what I understand, it doesn't seem likely that that happens because Kevin Lee's injury is, I mean, it's not super serious, but it'd be, I don't know if miraculous is the right word, but that'd be just a ridiculous quick turnaround if he can get rebooked in a month's time. So I don't know. I think they should rebook it if it's not going to be something that waits till like November or something like that. If you can get something like late August, early September, and we can go that route, I think that's the fight to make. I think it got, it got some some buzz. I didn't see, I don't know if you guys saw anything. I didn't see one person complain about this fight. This is one of those fights where like, ooh, this is a good one. This is this is good matchmaking. Did anyone see any like poo-pooing of this fight? I didn't. That, and, that, it made a lot of sense. That, that versus it, prospect yeah. that going up in weight, kind of going back up in weight, coming off a loss, Brady coming off a strong win, made, made a lot of sense. Unfortunate injury. You know, it sucks. Um... Dude, but all I'm saying is like, there's a, there's a certain guy named um, Hamzat Shemaev that's, that's looking for a fight, and he weighs 170 pounds, and him and Sean Brady make a lot of sense. So, oh, I know, and I know, I know, I know things that make sense. I get it. I get who, it. Who is Shemaev? Shemaev is in Vegas right now, training at Extreme Couture right now, and um, he's there. So, why would Shemaev want to fight Brady though? Where's I just don't. Uh, I mean, my have ranked. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Doesn't make sense. I know. Shmaev doesn't. <laughs> what? Well, there's just not a lot of. I don't know. There's not a lot of gain from beating Brady. Or well, if you and that's a dangerous fight. Is the is the risk of fighting Sean Brady worth the reward if he beats him? Oh, well, for what, sure. What, oh, okay. oh, you're saying? Are, what, are, you, are you looking from the Shmaev's point of view or from Brady's point of view? Yeah, who, he's who, looking. Who, who, oh, it's huge. For Brady, for Brady, it's massive. Brady goes out there and beats Shamayev. That's huge. That's that's a big thing for him. But for Shamayev, Lee facing Sean Brady, what's the what's you beat you beat a guy and guy no one heard of Sean Brady. I, I feel like we got anyone that faces Sean Brady. I feel I feel is gun is going to get that same thing. You know, what's the, it's a dangerous fighter. You know, I just feel like this is Shamayev. He fights anyone anytime. You know, I don't know Hamza, but Hamza Shamayev was just booked in a title eliminator with Leon Edwards three different times. So to go from that, because if he had beat Leon Edwards, he's fighting Kamara Usman for the title. Like there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. That's a big step back for a fight that is, I'm not going to say equally as dangerous, but super dangerous. And you don't get the same reward but the time you would fighting a lot of those guys but like like we said about the main event if the timing ain't there the fight don't make sense and shamayev edwards with the timing of that kind of made sense now shamayev you know out for like what how long how long has he been out for it feels like over it feels like a year in my october in my, was the last time he fought okay october um when we when we were you we, we were used to seeing him fight september, every 15, excuse me. september so we were used to seeing him fight every 15 minutes so now he's been out for like eight months or something like that, nine months. So I feel I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> you can you can you can make you could actually make the argument now that Leon Edwards versus Hamza Shemaev makes just as much sense as it did several months ago after the way that fight with Nate ended. Guys, can I can I read a take from MMA Parlay King in the comments? Do it. He says I Brady will win. He says Brady will win that fight and steal his clout fighting. Uh, and steal his clout. Fighting Shamayev is better than fighting for the title. Whoever beats him steals his hype. That is a. I don't know better than the title, but maybe the second. He best has thing. spoken. Maybe the second best. Thank thing. you. I can't top that. Listen, I don't have it's good. Take. It's it's great for Brady. It's great for Brady. 
People are talking about Sean Brady. I think it, w- I think it would it, it would be. I agree with Mike. It would be a better fight. It would be a bigger fight for Brady than it would be for Shamaya. But I, but 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 I do think there's value in it for Shamaya. I do think because uh, I'm so sure Brady is a future a world title contender. But I just don't know if people know that. Uh, if if you're most people know that yet. I don't think he's reached that point yet where everyone's like, oh, I need to see Sean Brady fight. And, and I know he, and start, you know, everyone like immediately starts talking about like, oh man, he's won two fights away from a title shot. I don't think people say that. Like they say about Shamayev after, after that, you know, three and zero start to his career, everyone's like one fight away, <laughs> one fight away, give him the title shot. And I was like, this is, this is crazy. Uh, so we don't have listen, that with Brady yet. But. Shamayev has a fight. Against a top ten guy, Who? Neil Magny's been wanting to fight this guy for a year now. Why can't we just make that? They're not going to do it. It's right there. You keep asking Why? for it because people Why? want it. I'll be Jose here. I'll be Jose here. People want it. It makes too much sense. So the UFC will not do it. I would rather I would rather have Brady fight Lee and have Shamayev fight Magny because you have the chance to build two new divisional prospects two guys in the rise to, to mix in with that deep division two new contenders you max if you match brady and shamayev up as much as i would like to see that fight and i would favor brady in that fight by the way <laughs> I, know I, don't, I mean I, I i don't know i just i feel like it could be a bigger fight down the road is what i'm saying there's times where like if this is the bantamweight division match them up because you have like the top 35 you could like mix and match a lot of those guys welterweight's a little bit of a different story so we could like wait this. on that fight. Shamayev Magni does uh, make the most sense. Because, oh my god, yeah. Because the because the UFC, let's be honest, the UFC is never going to get behind Magni as as a, as a as a true title contender that, that can sell pay per views. But have him up there against Shamayev, yeah, that that makes a lot of sense. And, uh, is he tied with Is he tied with GSP right now for most welterweight wins, or is he one behind him? Magni, oh yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, he's got to be up there. I'm not sure actually, but. Um, I'm not, yeah, he's in there. I don't know if he's number. I don't know if he's tied with GSP or if he's one behind him. But either way, like that's part of the story too. Like if he gets that like historic win and does it over Shamayev, like you could just build upon that. It's he's not going to be a behind. massive star. One behind. He's one behind. So he one ties behind. GSP and beat Shamayev and could beat Shamayev to do it. Gets a little bit of a rub there. By the way, I like this comment from from Francis Marshall who said, uh, "I, I kind of oh there it is." Uh, I know I lost it, but it, it was, oh, Sean Brady is Shemaev if he had to work his way up the rankings fairly. Oh, I like that. Spicy. That's spicy. Yeah. Sizzle. Yeah. Sizzle. Brady should have been, and, and Brady, If for those who follow like the regional scene and like, especially in the tri-state region of the United States, Brady should have been in the UFC long before he actually got into the UFC. Uh, why? Was it, was it just contract? You just didn't get the right contract or do you know? Because to me, when I see Sean Brady, just as a as a casual, re, you know, just a viewer, he looks the part, he fights the part, he talks, he's, he's good, he's good on the mic, you know. So I, I didn't. I mean, he's a he's a handsome gentleman. I don't, I don't, I don't, I didn't get why um, there was hesitation bringing him up in, into the UFC. I just wonder. Yeah. Yeah. Me neither. I, I yeah. I was just it just took it just seemed to take way longer than it should have, but he's in now. He's in. And, and, and obviously the UFC believes in him because you know, they gave him Kevin Lee, you know. So yeah, he got Court McGee for his UFC debut, which is just, always a tough fight. <laughs> but yeah, tough fight. But and got a but, lopsided but, decision. Yeah, and the fact that he made it look easy, you know, made it look easy. Obviously, it wasn't easy. You know, he's he had to, he had to earn that victory. But yeah. Um. Oh, look at this guy. <laughs> Why did you put it on screen? He's been spamming the chat. Did you put it on yeah, screen? Yeah, now block him. Casey, don't him. encourage him. <laughs> don't encourage him. If you watch, if you watch between you the legs, oh my gosh. I think it was, I think it was two or three weeks ago. We talked about the booking of that fight, and uh, Jed said it doesn't do much for for Sean Brady because his name is Sean Brady, and everybody, I believe you said everybody went to school or has somebody in their town named Sean Brady. Sean Brady. It's like too common of a name to be a star of of some kind. I don't know. Whatever he says. Well, you know, a, a cool nickname would help him. I don't know. Yes. I don't, I'm just He saying. needs a cool nickname. Okay. Um, before we get out of here, um, <laughs> I think we talked about this fight for like two seconds. I, it deserves a little bit. Oh, more, right. I think. How do y'all think OSP versus Bozer goes and what's next for both men depending on the outcome? I mean, I don't know, man. Look, talk, look, I'm saying, look, we talked about. I think that's what we, we talked about the, it because we do. Yeah, very much. Just, no, look, <laughs> we talked about the main event not having any like implications, any long term implications. I 
I can't imagine why this fight. I, I know, I know. There's thinking. Okay, well, Bozier. I think it'd be his third straight loss, but his his uh, fight with Latifi was really close. I think a lot of people thought he won that. Even the Arlovsky um, fight, a lot of people thought he beat Arlovsky too. It was like yeah. So I I I don't I think the UFC views him. I don't think the UFC views him in that poorly. But I mean, three straight losses is three straight losses. If they cut him, I wouldn't be surprised. I just don't think they will. He's doing them a solid here. Um, he's stepping in on a short notice for Maxim Grishin. Uh, OSP is never going to be. He has twenty more fights left in his UFC career. He's never going anywhere. Um, he's just he's just always around. So, uh, how do I think it goes? I'm picking. I'm picking. I'm actually picking OSP. Um, and what's next for both? I don't know. That's a that's a Sunday question, Mike. <laughs> Honestly, I need to put a lot of thought into that because I have no I have no clue. Yeah, MMA, yeah I have no idea. I made decisions. About half the people had Bozer beating Arlovsky, and even if you did have Bozer losing that fight. Even his last two fights, it's like they were kind of like it's thirty minutes of nothing almost. Like Tanner Bozer didn't get beat up in in any of those thirty minutes. He just kind of lost rounds. So uh, I, I I still am on the Tanner Bozer hype train. I like I like the way he fights. I, I like him as a personality. I like his look. Um, OSP is not an easy fight. Um, he gave Ben Rothwell a tough mat, a tough fight at a heavyweight, and that was OSP's first time at heavyweight, I think. And um, if I recall from your wonderful interview, Mr. Heck, with OSP, um, a great interview, by the way, with OSP, that was kind of a – OSP has kind of, always been kind of kind of boring on the mic, to be honest. But uh, I don't know. You got – he he was – there was something different with OSP on that interview. So go to our YouTube page and watch it. Um, I think OSP is going to – he's going to handle this weight a little better in this matchup. And now he's not going against a, a giant of a man, uh, Ben Rothway. He's going against a – a regular size heavyweight, I guess, with Tanner Bozier, a big, a big two hundred five. To be honest, um, I'm actually picking OSP in this. Uh, it's it's gonna be a tough fight for Bozier, and I, I, yeah. I like Bozier, but I think I think this is actually a tougher fight than his last two losses, unfortunately for him. Yeah, I, I lean OSP, and I think a major factor. And shout out to my good friend James Lynch, who interviewed Tanner Bozier. Uh, not long ago, Tanner Bozer has been in quarantine since his last fight. That too. So he hasn't even like he has, like he hasn't gone to the gym. He hasn't like had any kind of a training camp for this fight. Like he fought a little TV, flew home, and he's been in quarantine ever since. And then got out of quarantine to fly back to Vegas and fight OSP. So I don't know how that's going to translate. That like some some fighters, it's like man, I got to have the training camp and I got to like watch film and do all this stuff. And some fighters just like, eh, I don't need any of that stuff. Like. I don't need to like think about it too much. I don't want to overthink. Let's just get in there and, and throw hands and have a fight. So we'll see. We didn't, I didn't want to talk about it that much because it's, it's such a wild card fight. It's cherry on top of the Sunday. <laughs> so whatever happens is a bonus. It's a victory for all of us. Yeah. yeah it's so thrown together. And it's, it's such not, a weird not, thrown together. Fight. I love it. I love it though. I, I actually, really I love actually it. like to fight and it's not their fault. They're the co-main event. They didn't go, Hey Dana, we have to be co-main event. And we're not fighting. They didn't, that was the UFC's decision. <laughs> So I know people are kind of hating it for uh, for that reason, but don't hate the fighters for that. You know, hate you no know, get mad at the matchmakers or where they how they position fighters oh, yeah. so hard. Oh I yeah, just want, I just want to put that out there because I think they're two quality uh, fighters. It's just um, yeah, you know, it's, just, it's not the coming event. But um, yes. picking OSB. Okay, we good. Is that it. We good. All right. Oh, one thing. Right. One more thing. One more thing. Oh. I yes, finally found it. I, I don't know why this is so hard to find. The PFL proprietary <laughs> scoring system. 30 minutes it's called ago. Fighter. <laughs> I've been working on it this whole time. <laughs> fighter Performance Rating. FPR. FPR. Fighter Performance Rating. That is the ultimate fight deciding stat because computers figure decided. And, and those are the only, those are the judges of the future. Is there any stats um, that w- FPR, the FPR the winner versus the actual winner are so are they like a hundred percent or I no, it can't be hundred percent anymore with the Rory loss. Um, look into <laughs> yeah. that. Look into Don't that. Don't send me down another hole. I've literally <laughs> been just trying to, I've been, I've just, I spent the last half hour just trying to find the term. And now you actually want me to do some more research. Come on. You want me to do research like a journalist? Come get out. Get out. Get out. There you go. Could, could be a great divide one day. Our computers, the future of judging. Stay tuned to MMAfighting.com. Yes. All right, we're <laughs> out of here. Stay stay locked on MMA Fighting for PFL coverage, Bellator coverage, all the results, stuff going on. Uh, we should probably have some scrums on the YouTube page uh, coming out of both events, so stay tuned for that. And then tomorrow, back here at 1230 Eastern, 
for the People's Pre-Fight Show 30 minutes before UFC Vegas 30 kicks off. We'll have post-fight show, and then we'll have coverage of BKFC tomorrow night as well. So plenty of combat sports action, plus the boxing. Lots of boxing tomorrow night, too. So it's going to be a busy weekend. Everything going on. So much stuff. So until then, for Casey, for AK, I am Mike Heck. We'll see you tomorrow, everybody. Happy birthday, AK. Not my birthday. What? That's so weird. You just, I just, I just, I just seen edible arrangement. Stop it. All right. Nope. My bad. My bad. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. DraftKings brings you same game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more. You can download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code VOXMMA. That's code VOXMMA for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 and over, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.co slash bball for eligible and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources.